by your wedding day. Such memories. Your smiling face, the love in her eyes, promising of a lifelong journey of understanding and support. So what the fuck happened? You out the house, she got the car, and you're recovering on your homeboy's couch or even worse, in your parents' basement. Life after marriage is not something most men are prepared for. Many don't even talk about the issues that affected what was supposed to be one of the best things that ever happened. What now? How does your life start over? It's time to talk about it. The Lame Show starts now. Welcome to The Lame Show. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are your hosts, Daniil, Drew, Kier, Goran, and Jamal. Yes, sir. All right. We're back with another exciting episode. Uh, Today, we have a guest. We have Fernie from the Dad Lives Matter podcast. Um, Love this guy's energy. How I met Fernie was uh, I was scrolling through TikTok, (laughs) and I came across one of his videos telling me, stop scrolling, and I did. (laughs) You listened. (laughs) I listened. Follow instructions pretty well. And uh, he was just talking about um, something something like, you know, dads don't ask questions. They just figure it out. Like, um, you know, we just figure it out. Yeah. You know, we don't have a choice. Yeah. And at the day, I was going through some shit, man. And I, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, yo. Figure and I kept scrolling through. I kept scrolling through. And his message was pretty consistent. And I invited him to talk to us. And, yeah. you know. Here we are. Welcome uh, to the Lame Show, Fernie. Yeah. Thank you for Welcome. joining us, man. Thank yeah, you, Fernie. What's up, brother? Yeah, energy. Glad, Welcome glad back. back. Welcome glad back, to see you guys. Yes, sir. Yeah, I see. I see your podcast is growing. I think what we do up to eleven episodes now. 11, 10, 11? I think so, man. We've we've been we've been struggling, bro. We, we're really struggling right now, so uh, we're falling pretty far behind. But that's just part of the path you got to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it could, the the work is uh it's work putting a putting a podcast yeah. together consistently it's a lot of work mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah especially when you have a team it, it's it's hard yeah it's not, it's yeah, not easy definitely hard. but trust you know, what else is hard the separation that you have with your children when your marriage ends oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a yeah. lot of us especially uh the men at this table have that experience and yeah, man, I'll, sp- I'll speak on my own like like when the relationship comes to an end you don't want it to end the relationship with your children but it does alter it because your children are used to seeing you in the household. They're used to you putting them to bed. They're used to just being able to just go downstairs and see you. Now mm-hmm. you have to protect their experience. You know that your child is going to grow up differently than possibly than the way that you grew up. But you know they're not going to be in the home. So I wanted to ask you, what were some of the things that you feared when mm-hmm. you knew the relationship with your children was going to be altered? That's a good question, man. Um, I don't know about you guys, but here, here's my thing, man. My whole background is sales, right? That, that's my whole background. My whole experience is sales. I've been in sales my entire life. That's just what I do. And one thing about sales is you're always thinking ahead. You're never thinking during it. You're never thinking behind. You're always thinking ahead, that's right? That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're always one step ahead, right? You're always expecting like, hey, if I say jump, you say how high, right? You're, you're, you're kind of setting – you set people up. And – I think my entire life I've been like that just by default. And so 
for those of you guys, uh, for those of, a lot of people don't know my background, but you know, I was still co-parenting with baby mom. We were still living together, which meant that I was still able to come home and see my kids every day. But I knew it was going to end, right? Because that was our agreement. Our agreement was once the baby goes to school, you got to part ways, right? And so I wanted to be ahead of the game. And a big factor that I did was I build, instead of like being angry and all that shit that comes with, you know, separation and all that, I really tried focusing on my relationship with baby mom. So I knew that when the time came, we wouldn't have as much struggles, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. So I kind of, I prepped myself, basically. Like, I was, all right, let's 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 get ahead of the game, and let's, you know, so I, I don't have to focus. I don't have the fear of, like, fuck, man, once I leave, it's going to be, my bad, man, is this, what's the uh, the language on here? No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Open right. for him, bro. We're grown, man. is okay. Nobody <laughs> cusses right. more than me. There you go. So I was like, shit, man, I better be ready, right? And my biggest thing is, no matter what, man, no matter how I prepped, no matter how ready I was, her and I weren't going to agree to a lot of things. So I wanted our our foundation to at least be the same, right? Like, no matter what you and I go through, no matter what shit we go through, we're going to raise our kids the same, if that makes sense. Yes. Right. So I, I prepped myself that way. Did now, you also prep her? Uh I mean, my separation's got to be the same as a divorce, man. You can't <laughs> you yeah. can try to oh. prep them, but, you know, um, I tried my hardest to prep her. I tried my hardest to prep myself. I tried my hardest to prep my kids. But no matter what you do, man, you know, in life, it has its own course. Yes. So you, you can do whatever you want. You just got to learn to adjust. And so I tried prepping everybody. It didn't work the way I wanted it to. And we're readjusting. You know what I mean? But the the whole point of that whole spill was to say, like, the foundations like what's the most important thing right like you guys are all dads we're dads like mm -hmm. what's the most important thing like what are the things that you really want your kids to walk away from at the end of the day and those were the main focuses during the separation the rest of it i was like you know what i'll i'll fucking figure it out we'll yeah. adjust yeah. you know but it does suck man like now i come home 50 percent of the time and my kids aren't here but because i was able to not fix our relationship that wasn't the case but i was able to really communicate i can stop by there anytime i want to see the kids right right so that that's a big you know th that helps a lot yeah i have a similar similar uh uh you know relationship with my ex um you know and, and i think one of the things that we did when we were initially you know going down that path to divorce is we <clears throat> our main focus wasn't money. It wasn't the house. It wasn't, you know, those things. It was the lifestyle my daughter was accustomed to and trying to at least maintain that, you know, for, yeah. for her sake. Um, and, and it was our, our both of our main concern. Like, it, it wasn't anything other than that. Like, we don't want... Mm. And my daughter was young at the time, so <clears throat> I think that was helpful. She was only, like, three years old, mm -hmm. um, you know, when, when, when that, you know, kind of separation happened. Um, but we've overall, you know, we still, we do get in our little spats here and there and we do. And my daughter does see that she's 12 now, but, yeah. um, you know, and, and it is to happen, you know what I mean? But, but yeah. at the same time, you know, she has a, a, a very comfortable, you know, relationship, you know, with the two households and, and, right. and both with me and her mother. So, so and yeah. there's, there's two things you said there, bro. And on one of the things it's like, it wasn't about my lifestyle anymore. It was about our daughter's lifestyle. Correct. And that's a big deal. And I think that's 
and that's a whole different subject. We can talk about that later, but that's the way to look at things when we talk about child support. Yes. Because people want to fight when it comes to child support. Like, but the whole point of child support for me, everyone's different. I don't I don't want to, you know, no, it's piss okay. anyone off because child support is like people were ready to throw hands for that, you know? So, you know, with, with child support, it's like that was a big thing. It's like, how can we maintain our kids' lifestyle? Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that was a big one, man. So I actually really love that. And you're right. Like, no matter how hard we try to be cool with each other, dude, there's times where I still want to drop kick my baby mama. Don't worry. We're going to edit that out. We're going to no. edit that out. We're going to edit that out. <laughs> I, I love her, man. You know, she's she's my kid's mom. I'm always going to love her. You got you got to love your baby's mom, man. They gave you one of the best things in the world. Absolutely. But fact. there is times where I'm like, Damn, you know, I rated John Cena her, right? <laughs> but, but, but at the end of the day, it's like, like, the cool thing about that, though, too, man, it lets our kids know that, hey, no one's perfect, man. Can you get over that, though? Are we able to walk away from it? Are we able to learn something from it? You know, like, that that's a big deal. I, I noticed with um, upbringing has a lot to mm-hmm. do with uh, meeting in the middle on, co- on co-parenting, like, for, with the children, mother of my children. I don't say baby mama. I say the mother baby of mama. my children. Right. I love that one. That, that, that's way yes. I should have had a doubt to that one. Right. Um, <laughs> she didn't do as much as I did as a child. You know, she was kept inside a lot more. Like, she didn't do Little League. She didn't do dance class. She didn't go to sleepaway camp and things like that. And a lot of that is hard for her to accept that maybe that might be good for a kid. You know, so how do you get past the difficulties when your upbringings are so different? Damn, that that question hurt me. Uh, that's tough, man. Uh-huh. I don't know that one. That that's. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know any answers, right? I'm just going off experience, right? Like right. that's what yeah. we do, right? We go off yeah, experience. Yeah. Um, I don't know the answer to that. That one, that one's really, really, really tough because I, I grew up my kid's mom she grew up in a very great family okay right dad was there mom was there they sat at the table and ate you know what mm-hmm. i mean so my upbringing was so different right I, my whole past i was in foster care gang related you know i'm a ex uh, heroin baby the list oh. goes on right yeah. so there's just so much and mm-hmm. and there was a lot of times we just didn't really click mm-hmm. because i was so far left and she was so far right that some things I was just like, no, don't do that because this shit hurts. I remember this feeling, yeah. right? And then she's on the other side where she's like, no, it's not that big of a deal, right? Mm. Or education to her is huge. <laughs> education to me wasn't a big deal. Mm. And I'm learning to adapt, you know? Right, right. So right. I, I don't know the answer to that. I think if I was to take a shot at it, though, and, and you know, what you're thinking, or let me know what you guys think, but if I was to take a shot at that, it comes down to compromise, mm-hmm. right? Like, what are you guys willing to compromise? And it's got to go both ways, right? That's that's got to be the biggest thing. But that's a tough question, man. <laughs> you mm-hmm. stopped me on that one. I, the only thing I can think of is just it's compromise. Yeah. Uh, what, what I also find <laughs> is that a lot of dads that I've spoken to, they're able to control themselves when the argument is happening. I hear a lot of dads saying, not in front of the kids, mm-hmm. more than the moms. Have you ever had to say... Like get to the situation where he's like, not in front of the kids. Like, mm-hmm. yo, calm your voice. Just hang, slow, lower your voice. 
Calm down. Yeah. Wor- the worst thing you can say is calm, calm down. down. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say- Be- before yeah, he don't answers, do that. I'm about to sn- before he answers, I'm going to snitch on the guys. When we say not before the kids, we trying to think of some shit to say. Ah, that's, that's our break. That's <laughs> to our get boss. us out of trouble. No. Well, for me, for me, it's like not in front of the kids. I'm serious. Like not in front I of the kids. Nah, for me, I'm saying not in front of the kids because um, I want to approach it with a cooler head later yeah. on. I mean that. Yeah. Yeah. I. That's um, from my experience. Mm-hmm. I don't see that a lot. Okay. I really don't. I don't see a lot of dads actually doing that. Oh, okay. Um, I'll be honest, man. I was the opposite. Oh. You know what I mean? But it, it it is something I'm embarrassed to talk about, but it's the truth, right? We got to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up in the streets. You know, mm-hmm. you fix your problems now. Like, I don't have time to walk away. Like, we got to fix this situation now because I have a problem. You have a problem. Let's freaking fix it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that, that I really had to to learn to adjust and not be like so mm-hmm. you're talking years of therapy um my my kid's mom was awesome at that she would actually what she would do that was really good and i give her a lot of love for it she would just let me blah, 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 and then kind of like all right calm down calm down <laughs> you know <laughs> and then she'd be like hey not in front of the kids and it would it would hit me i was like damn she's right like yeah i don't yeah. want my kids to see this this is the yeah. shit i grew up with and so I had to check myself. So it was actually the other way around in, in my household. And for the people I know, it's it was that way. I'm, I can get aggressive. So it's something that I actually had to learn. I mean, Fernie, um, from just following you on TikTok and uh, catching a lot of your podcasts, you know, you talk about your, your, your childhood and um, how traumatic it was, its experiences. Um, one question I have for you is uh, how has fatherhood changed you um, what changed who you are now? Uh, yeah, adversity, bro. resiliency, all that stuff. That is, um, I almost want to cry just thinking about that question, bro. Um, it's okay. We cry on the lame show. I've cried, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've cried a few <laughs> times sure, on the lame show. Yeah, this is powerful stuff, man. For, yeah, sure. for sure. This is a big one, man. This is um, <clears throat> a lot of feelings come up when you ask this question, and then it goes from all over the place. I'll tell you this, man, and I don't know if you guys felt it, and I'll never, ever, ever forget this. I remember when my son was born. Mm. At the time, me and – because I have two baby moms, right? So my first baby mom, um, we went together, you know, and I was at the hospital. And the whole time was – it was just this whole fight, the whole situation, which they have all the rights, right? Her family wasn't too happy. She came from a really good family. She got the guy that, you know, your family doesn't really want you with, right? <laughs> and so the whole process was just really shitty situation. And the moment that I had my baby, man, I, I don't even know how to explain this, man. And, and let me know if you guys felt this because I know I, I'm not the only one. But this I, freaking weight came off my shoulders, right? Like all this, like anger and all this like ah was gone right and, yeah. I, and i saw my baby and i just remember crying just pouring my eyes just bawling and the last time i had cried before that you're talking almost almost 10 years late earlier from when my brother passed away so i had held in all these emotions you know what i mean and then i had my son and just everything came out man all this weight i just felt right Whoa. and that's all tough. of us got along. All of a sudden, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about them. It was it wasn't just about, about that baby. It yes. was just about that yep. baby. Yes. Yeah, man. This is off you guys. Bro, you're, 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 you're touching a nerve now. You're about yeah. to make me cry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, man. I, 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 
first time I laid eyes on my daughter, man. Like I uh, talk about uh, unconditional love, which which Drew said. Man, I never ever felt Mm. that much in love with someone ever. Just seeing my child for the first time. But but here's the thing though: the same feeling you had of it's not about me, it's about that baby. I think that's what people who are separating and divorcing need to go into when they're getting divorced and separated, that it's not about you. It's about the child. It's about the kids. I totally agree. And once we as adults do that, it makes the whole co-parenting thing way, way easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fully agree with you, Drew. It does. Definitely agree. Because when you're separating and divorcing, that situation is a powder keg because it can go left so quickly. Like, Mm -hmm. when it comes to my kids... I'm, I don't claim to be a thug. I'm not a gangster. I can become one when it becomes. <laughs> <laughs> and Bars. I definitely will Bars. when it comes yeah. to my children. And yeah. it's, and then it don't matter if it's family, friend, or foe. I'm going to treat you all the same mm-hmm. yep. if yep. you're trying to deny me from my kid. So yep. when you have those differences with the, with the mom, she could be viewed as someone that's trying to keep your, your kid away from you. And that's where the situation goes left very quickly for some fathers. Um, for myself, I always say use the court system and it's and it's uh, as much as you can. And for those fathers that don't go after their kid, I say this: if your kid was kidnapped and it took you two years to walk there, would you do it? You knew where he was. You could walk. You got to walk two years to get to him or her. Would you do it? Yeah. If you would do it, you should go to court because that likely yeah. that's how long it's going to take. So that yeah. same love you have for your kid, don't ever let it die. And have that love for the mom because, like you said, she's the one that gave you a gift. And mm-hmm. she might not be trying to work with you at the time, right. but mm-hmm. lead with love and let that kid know that you're always going to be fighting for them. Because, like I said, when that when those differences come into play, you don't know what could happen. Mm-hmm. So you always love- you always got to keep your head clear. Have you have you had moments where you've always had to keep your head clear? Oh yeah. Oh, bro. <laughs> don't even get me started. Um I love that metaphor though. Let's just let's just pause on that for a second. That is one of the best metaphors I have ever heard. So, let's oh, highlight two that. years. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's, that's a big deal, man. And and you know what? You you said some things that a lot of dads don't realize. Like, two years. It's going to take fucking time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And what would... That. Yeah, like, I see these... I see a lot of dads, mm-hmm. even myself, I felt it. There was plenty of times where I wanted to quit. Quit. Because I showed up to court, and I'd be like this, bro. I kid you not. I'd be like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I have to file custody, and... You know, I don't know where to go. And I kid you not, the clerks would be like, oh, yeah, fill this out. I kid you not. I can't make this up. Fill this out. Mm. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, hell no. I'm already losing. <laughs> 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 I'm, already <laughs> <laughs> I'm already losing. Like, damn. what the hell? Like, yep. damn it. I just got here, you know. And it took me eight years, man. My son's down here right now listening to this whole thing. I, I got 90% custody of him. Wow. It was one of the craziest nice. battles of my entire life. One man. of the hardest, hardest days of my life, man. And I'm telling you, man, I got a background. This shit brought me to my knees, man. crying. Just be, it just beat me. But I love the fact that you use that metaphor because it's so true, man. Like, 
as a man, what would you do if someone kidnapped your son? Would you walk two years to get him? Hell yeah, you better Hell yeah. start yeah. walking. Yeah. yeah, like what kind of stupid qu- There's no no there. There's no option. You Get your ass. Which yeah. way? It doesn't Stop fucking walking. matter. Stop walking. Stop walking. Yeah. 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 So I, I really love that metaphor, man. Um, that was one of the craziest battles that I've ever been through because – and there was a lot of times where I had to be super patient, man. And really, mm-hmm. um, because of it, I started meditating. Mm-hmm. Because of it, I started walking. Um, because of it, I because of it, I went to therapy. So there was a lot of wins for me. It was just a struggle to get there because my baby's mom's boyfriend, husband, baby daddy, whatever you hell you want to call that guy, <laughs> was one of the biggest piece of shit. Hmm. And bro, when I tell you. No filter, I love it. Yeah, like I had to withhold. Like this dude used to send pictures of my son to me, bro, and he was like, "You're just mad that I'm a better dad than you." Wow! I can't, I can't even tell you guys half of the stuff on here. Like literally, I can't tell you half of the stuff on here because it's so bad. But I'm telling you, the kind of shit that you guys would be like, bro, how did you not slam this guy? Right? Like, I had him within. Feed of me, bro, and I ha- I would cry just from anger because <laughs> I like hold I, back, hold back, yeah, because I was like, dog, I can smash this fool right now, you know, <laughs> and but it, it I knew if you I did knew, it, that would exactly. jeopardize, yep. that would jeopardize yeah, yeah. your your playing your chess, playing chess, yeah. Play chess. Yeah. gotta play and, chess. And, and, you, you know what that would do too? It would prove to everybody else that they were right. Yeah, exactly, nice, right? Nice. That I'm exactly. still that that punk ass kid that can't keep it together. Yeah, and and I had to teach my son as well. Like, hey, man, like. Your dad can knock this guy out, no question about it. But check this out: this is the truth. I I love you, and I got to do this the right way for you. Yeah. And that was tough, man. But a big part of it was baby mama number two. She was a big part of my support. I think that's why we're such best friends. Mm-hmm. I think that's why we get along so well. Because if it wasn't for her during that process, man, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I would have done it for eight yeah. years. Well, I commend you on getting through it, brother, because I that's, Thanks, that's a tough one, what you just said. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a tough one just to stay in your ground and, and not and, jump across the table and, and, and choke yeah. this fool. So, Fernie, I'm, I'm about I to ask you a hard question. Don't hate me when shoot. I ask you this. No, shoot. Let's do it. You ready? So why aren't mm-hmm. you with baby mama number two? I was thinking mm. the same thing, like. I love that question, man. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love um, that question because that I'll, question. I'll tell you, <laughs> me answering this question might get me late. <laughs> We're gonna have to answer that next episode. <laughs> nah, man. All right, so check this out. Um, I don't know what kind of family you guys, you know, have. Uh, my experience was I grew up watching my dad beat my mom uh, for years, for years, and disrespecting her. I'm a big, big advocate. I'm a big believer. No matter how much you love someone, if you're disrespecting them and treating them a certain way in front of your kids, you got to walk away, right? Because I wish there was there was nights that I remember crying as a as what I thought was a grown ass kid, thinking, "Why won't you just leave him?" Because I want my mom. Yeah. Right. Like I want my dad, and I can't get it because you two are so fucking like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you're not you're not even paying attention to me. So that's a big deal for me. And it was getting to the point where I was disrespecting her like that. You know, we, we never, I never put hands on her. Something I, I take a lot of pride in to say to this day, I've never put hands on any woman, you know? So it was never that. It was never, it never got to that, but it did get to the whole point where I was like, man, fuck you. I'm out. Excuse my language, you know? No, but I was, mm-hmm. I was disrespecting mm-hmm. her like that, no. right? Yeah. I didn't want my kids seeing that. The other thing, too, man, I cheated. I cheated on her. 
And it's not something I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not something that, that I also hide, though. It's not something that I'm like, oh, no. this No, it's the truth is I cheated. I made some bad choices. And at the end of the day, she deserves better. You know? And I love her, but I can never... I can never love her the way she deserves to be loved. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it sounds dumb because some people are like, bro, that's your, that's your escape. You're just trying to escape. And it's like, no, the truth is, I don't know how to love someone, bro. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I know how to do. Mm-hmm. I know how to love my kids. Mm-hmm. And I love my kids more than anything. I would never cheat on them. I would never leave them. Mm-hmm. Right? I would, I would destroy anybody that gets in front of me. Right? Like, like you said, bro, mm-hmm. like, I'm not a thug, but don't mess with my kids. Same thing. Right? right, right, right. But I can't put that kind of emotion, that kind of love, that kind of support into anyone else. To anyone else, and I don't know how. Yeah. So I'm there with you. I'm, I have I'm the same you, issue. Bro. I have the same yeah. issue. I, I don't. My kids are my priority. They come before yeah. anyone I'm in a relationship with. Anyone. So when you're dealing with women that maybe want to be put first at a moment, and you're like, "No, nah, homework needs to get done. I got to handle homework." No, the kids haven't been outside in a little while. I'm taking them outside before I'm taking right. you outside. So yeah, I have that. I have that. That um, that problem myself. That's a tough one, man. It's a real, real tough one. And I think this is why a lot of people say, "Hey, do it the right way, right? Date, get married, then have kids." Like well, a lot of these things make sense to me. I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's why you that's have why. kids <laughs> after you get married, right? Because mm-hmm. you have to make it work." So, yeah. um. You know, it, it kind of sucks, man, because I think we're 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 the generation, or we're in an era where divorce is so common mm-hmm. that it's almost Very. like a breakup these days. Well, that's what I was gonna um, right. hop into. I got distracted. Um, you know, uh, you never been divorced though, Mm-mm. but I'm listening to your second baby's mom scenario. Do you feel like the separation you guys went through? Is similar to a divorce because on a lame show we always have this this running battle. Yeah, is yep. a long term relationship equivalent to going through a divorce? And we always go back think, and forth on it. I think yes and no. Uh-huh. Right. I, I and, and here's why though. I think knowing the fact that I never com- I never made a commitment to be with her for the rest of my life. Right? Those words never came out of my mouth. Check me. So that, that's the reason why I say no and not to. Right. But yes, because I took care of her. She stayed home. Dad went to work. You know what I mean? We had credit cards together. We had an apartment together. We had our lease together. We had all the cars together. Right, she had access to my bank accounts. Uh, we lived together for two years. She, I paid for all the doctor benefits. Right, so anything that a house would have mm-hmm. in a marriage, it's the same thing. That's what yeah, right. Like I came home every night. You know what I mean? And um, it was a marriage in a sense of how we look at marriage. Yeah, mm-hmm. and detangling right? that in divorce is, or, or in separation in that case, is 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 very similar to that of of right. of, a, of, a, of a marriage. It, the only difference was my separation wasn't as it wasn't as long, mm-hmm. it wasn't as expensive, mm-hmm. and it wasn't as ugly, mm-hmm. right? Because it was like I'm out, peace, peace, we're good. Mm-hmm. We don't. We, there's nothing for us to sweat, right? I don't have to pay alimony. We don't have to go to court. We don't have to file anything. It's just <clears throat> I'm out. You're out. We're good. Uh, you know, because we got along so well, and you said it earlier, we want the kids to maintain the same lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Where we live, it's very expensive. She lives in a very nice area where there's 
a great school for the kids. So we agreed that let's keep the kids in this address mm -hmm. and I'll pay you child support. Then we broke down the bills. Okay, what's going to be the best for you guys to maintain your lifestyle? Because I'll live in my truck. I don't care, right? You guys, you guys understand. Right. Like, we'll live right. in our truck yeah, at right. the end of the day. Of as long as our kids are happy, we'll do it. And so we we verbally agreed to a child support. So I didn't have to go to courts mm. and do all that stuff. Now, Ken, you, you did say it earlier before as well, brother, where you said go to courts, let the courts handle it. That's true. Sometimes you really do got to let the courts handle it because, and it sucks, but you do. Mm. Will that happen down the road? I don't know. Maybe later down the road. As of right now, we're doing great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as long as, as long as I do my part too, because I do see a lot of dudes where they, they're like, oh, fuck that. You don't need that money. It, something about money, man, it just messes with us. That's a good point, um, though. Like, he, although it's great now, she can always take anyone here back to court. And well, yeah. the whole world. I didn't well, think well, about that. Well, think of it like this. Men show their love through time, attention, mm -hmm. and money. So mm -hmm. we equate giving someone money as loving them. Mm -hmm. So that's why men get all hooked up. They get all tight about, oh, I got to pay her money. I got to pay her money. That's why. Yeah. And so, that's... That's right. a sensitive subject. Ooh. Fernie, can you can you tell us about Dad Lives Matter? I mean, we kind of jumped in. We've 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 been talking about um yeah. you know a lot of different topics here, but I, I'd love for you to share about um you know your your podcast and and what made you uh, uh, start start that. And, and yeah, man, let's do it. So, um, the whole Dad Lives Matter. What happened when I started it was I started actually. Man, I'm going on three years of this, right? It just didn't blow up yet. So I started three years ago. That old, that was an old podcast. And the reason I started it was because I felt that a lot of dads were left out. Right. right? So, and, and again, I never want to take from moms. That's not, that's not the thing. Right. What I want to do is create awareness that we, as dads, we matter. We have feelings, right? Like, just mm, like dumb yes. little things, man, where it's like the baby shower was for for her yeah right yeah. right it was a girl <laughs> thing right like yo i want my friends to come up here and tell me good job hey you did it right like it wasn't that they were rubbing her belly telling her good job and i'm like man i was the one that put in the work <laughs> <laughs> that is a and fact. so <laughs> little things like that were like the baby shot when we had the baby show and this is like an example because her dad was like, well, this is for you, right? And I was like, ouch, like, time out. We're both responsible for that child. Yes. we're uh, My actions are equal to her actions when it comes to that kid, mm -hmm. right? Like, the only, okay, the only difference is you're pushing. I get it. That shit looks painful. I don't ever want to go through that. <laughs> I understand that. Right, right. I understand that. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, we, a lot of, like, we understand it's, it's man, it's painful down the road for men, right? Because... Not to make this a subject, because I don't want to bring this up, because there's an exception to everything. But when you separate, usually the man ends up paying child support. Right. Yep. Right? So at the end, we're going to pay for it as well. Women pay for it up front. Right? And <laughs> that's probably a horrible example. We might get beat up for that yeah, one. Yeah, we'll so get I, some backlash from that one, but that's okay, yeah, We might get... Let's erase that one. Let's start over. <laughs> no, we're not editing. Yeah. Not at all. We're not saying? editing. Like, you put this out on like, cut. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? Like, right, right. there is a time for everything, right? Yeah. And so when... This is the biggest one right here. So if, if you guys take anything from what I started Dad Lives Matter, this is the biggest reason. When my, when Lauren, right, baby mom number two is Lauren, when she had our child, she went through what's called postpartum. 
postpartum is a real thing. It's something yeah. that that there needs to be more education for men. So we understand what that is because we're not educated enough when it comes to postpartum. Mm. And there needs to be more education for men because if you don't understand it, you can really put yourself in a situation you don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it. And my my kid's mom almost took her own life because wow. Wow. I didn't understand it. And so instead of helping her up, I actually shoved her down. Right. Right. And then guess what happened? And, and, and I know this isn't a, a God thing or a religious thing, but God was like, oh, OK, you don't think mental health is real? Boom. You got it now. Right. And so I got some mental health. I got depression. I got anxiety. And um, that shit brought me to my knees as well, man. That that really gave me a whole different look in life. That made me one of the most empathetic men ever. And I realized during those moments that she was going through it. There was Facebook moms. There was Instagram moms. There was moms, moms, moms on Facebook. I mean, <laughs> you name it. For there was nothing for dads. Right. Nothing. I was like. And all my friends, bro, forget about it. Hey, bro, I'm, I'm, I think I have depression. Oh, don't be a bitch. Get over it. Whoa. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> I got to get over it. Right? The truth was, no, man, I, I didn't have to get over it. I was really struggling, and I didn't know anywhere to go. Mm. And so what ended up happening was I grew up in a Hispanic uh, family. And I'm, I, you guys have a very – we have a very similar culture yeah. at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. And so – Caribbean, Hispanic. Not, I hope this doesn't offend anybody. No, but no, no, no. Go, depression go. <laughs> and anxiety is not a colored person thing. It's a white person thing. Right. Right? And that's how we were raised. So, again, not offending anybody. Right, right. So, to me, I couldn't tell my family about it. Right? <laughs> and then when my cousin was going through it, he's also a father, my family almost turned their back on him. Mm. And they were like – Get over it. You're fine. You make money. You're doing well. Man up, man up, man up, man up, man up, man. And it sucks, bro, because God rest his soul, he ended up hanging himself. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He ended up hanging himself, and he left behind his kids and everybody. And that was it. At that point, I was like, I need help, and I better get fucking help right now. Because if not, that's going to be me. It doesn't matter what you would do for your kids. It doesn't matter how much you love your children right when depression and anxiety get you it's over you need help and it's okay to get help because your kids need you right just like right. we said would you walk two years to go see your kid well you better go two years of getting therapy and help because at the end of the day your kids need you that's a fact. right yeah. that's a fact. yeah and 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 it's there's nothing non-manly about asking for help we all struggle with it and that was the whole reason I started Dallas Matter again, because at that point I realized I didn't have help. And that's when I was like, you know what? Screw this. We need to normalize mental health for men. And we need to stop this whole shit of like, I'm a big badass and all that stuff. Right. That's the way I grew up. And at the end of the day, man, I cry. I cry when I watch Disney movies. <laughs> I cry when I watch all these movies. Right. So I know that I have feelings too, man. And when I need to be a man, I will. When, when the time, when I need to be a man, I will be a man. Right. Facts. But when I need to be human, I need to be human. Fernie, right. you, and now, that you, was you've, you've, you've touched on so much yeah. in just these last couple of minutes there. And, and I think that uh, I'm you know speaking for my guys here and they, they can chime in as well. But mm -hmm. I, I think that's the, the biggest thing that we've kind of gotten out of this show because we, we started it. We've all known each other for over 20 years. All of us at this table have been 20 plus years. Uh, some of us approaching 40, I think. Uh, but, <laughs> but, um, that's awesome. But yeah, you know, just just I mean, we all have similar experiences and, and in general, men don't talk about 
about these things, right? Like they don't, they, even with their closest friends, sometimes they don't share those things that are that are that are eating away at them inside. You know what I mean? As yeah. a man, you, you're told to man up. You're told to, you know, yeah. uh, uh, just keep pushing. You know, just keep working. Yeah. Keep keep, yeah. keep doing what yeah. you're doing. You, you, you'll, you'll be, be fine. All right. You're all right. right. Shake it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but we need these <laughs> forums and we need to be able to speak um, about how we feel. And, and, and you know, and, and I think that's one of the enjoyment that I think we all have gotten out of this show. Yep. And definitely speaking with you and, and um, you know, I, I, I encourage all of our listeners to check you guys out. Uh, Thanks, Dead Lives Matter as well. I think it's very, very important. Yeah. We're killing the, the thought process of you always have to man up. Two, two things I'm fighting for. Letting men know that they can go to therapy and that in the mornings you can sit on the toilet and pee and still be a man. <laughs> no, I don't sit on a fucking toilet. No. I'm, a, I'm lazy. Stand man. your ass up. I'm lazy. I like the first oh, one. Second God. one, I'm going to pass oh, off. Man. Stand up and pee still. Um, and, it, and that's a big deal. Like, we really do need to normalize this stuff, man. This stuff really does need to get normalized. It doesn't need to be frowned upon, you know, the way it is. Yeah. And and that's the thing about the Allies Matter. I want to create awareness I want to say, hey, we go through this stuff. You know, we we have we have all these feelings, and it's okay. It's okay not to be okay. And the other thing you said mm-hmm. earlier is like, damn, I felt when I was saying something, you were like, I felt that. Yeah. Right. And when you when you don't feel alone, when you're like, I felt that too, and you don't feel alone, it makes you mm, feel better. I like that. Okay, I'm not alone. Yeah. Other you know, people like, feel oh, the same shit. way I do. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Exactly. Other people feel the, the same way I do, and that's the whole thing with the allies matter. It's like you want to make that that um. What is that word that I'm looking for? That common ground as well, like yep. connection. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah, man. Um, well, Fernie, you know, um, we're gonna wind this down now. We uh, we're, we're we're shooting all day. We have some um, other people in the wings, but listen, the door is open. We'd love to have you back on the show uh, at a future date. Um, I always love your energy at the clubhouse, and then just talking to you on on IG. Um, do you want to uh, say a few words about your your how, how to find you on your social media, and then we're gonna wrap up? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, before I do my ats and all that fun stuff, like thank you guys for for having me on here. This actually, this whole Dallas matter. Like, no matter if I started or didn't, I still struggle. And these last couple months, I've actually been struggling, and I've been dealing with a lot of things. And I think talking and having this podcast in this moment. I'm like, oh, cool. I feel better. You know, like I'm letting a lot of this stuff out again. Yeah. And so, you know, definitely thank you guys for letting me be on here. And, you know, I hope that that starts promoting this to other men where it's like, dude, just find someone to talk to. Right. Let it out. You know what I mean? Right. And um, yeah. So big thanks for you guys, man. I love the I love the energy. I love that you guys are doing this as a team, as a group. That shit's dope, man. I, I, I stand behind that. Uh, as far as my at, you can find me at on TikTok, that's our big platform at Dow Lives Matter. Um, let me just verify. Yep, Dow Lives Matter. And then on Instagram, I'm just using my personal page at this point. That way people can actually get an insight on me and who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not anything special. I'm just another dude doing things that dudes do. Uh, it's Fernie, F-E-R-N-Y, Fernie Marita, M-E-R-I-D-A. And then the podcast is Dow Lives Matter, YouTube, Dow Lives Matter, and Patreon is Dow Lives Matter. Thank, right. you Thank, cool. you. Thank you for that. Thank you, Fernie. Thank you. Thank you, you sir. Of course, man. Appreciate you guys. Yeah.
Yes, this sir. has been therapeutic, man. This is therapeutic. Yeah, therapy I almost, for all I almost of got us. emotional today. <laughs> I never get emotional. Bro. This is this is mm-hmm. how we get it. This yeah, is how we yeah, start yeah, it, yeah. right? Having these conversations. So, um, hopefully, this has been therapeutic for you. I, I think it's been no. for me and my guys over yeah, here. Yeah, so. yeah. Sir. All right. Well, this was a touching one. Uh, had to hold back some tears here. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening to The Lame Show. Um, we hope you enjoyed the show today. Thank you, Fernie, for hanging out with us. Um, if you haven't done so already, guys, go back and listen to all 25 episodes. Um, comment. Let us know uh, your thoughts and feedback. Um, if you want to support the show, we'd love you to as well. Uh, go to buymeacoffee.com slash The Lame Show. We're now accepting sponsorship, $5 a, a drink, uh, $10 a, a month for a yearly sponsorship. Um, like like, uh, like Fernie, we are on all social media platforms, uh, IG, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're on it. All right? Um, you guys want to add anything else as we oh, wrap it. this up? That's it. Thanks again, Fernie. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. appreciate yeah. you and, and look to touch and base with you again. Yeah, man. I hope to see you guys soon. Thank all you, right. sir. All right. Talk to you soon. Guys. Thanks again. Thank